What is happening, Chit Chatters? Welcome to another episode of Coaching for Millennials. In this episode, I have a special guest that I'm so excited to welcome to the show, my good friend and fellow podcaster, Rena Friedman Watts. And in this conversation, we're actually talking about one of my favorite business platforms slash social platform, LinkedIn. And we're having an introductory conversation for those of you out there who are unsure about what LinkedIn is and what it could do and the power that it has to harness in relationship to building your community and your network. LinkedIn is such an amazing tool that's been around for over 10 years now at this point, probably 15. And it's something that I hold very dear to my heart because it's how I've connected with so many beautiful and amazing people. It's how I've built my podcast, how I've built some of my businesses, how I've built my professional um, business as well as my clients and recruitment and all the things that I've done in my career has really transpired from using LinkedIn as a platform. And what we're talking about in this conversation, Rena has over 15,000 LinkedIn followers and LinkedIn connections. And so between the two of us, we're diving into what LinkedIn can do for you and kind of creating a one-on-one conversation on how you could take advantage of this powerful tool and what to do next. So I'm really excited for you to listen to this conversation. Let's dive in. Are you struggling to find your purpose in life? Do you feel like something is missing and you need some guidance? Do you often feel unfulfilled with what you're doing on a day-to-day basis? Well, I'm here to tell you, you don't have to feel that way anymore. I'm here to help you through your journey in life to gain clarity, find purpose, and passion. My name is Jose Miguel Longo. I'm a gay Hispanic, a husband, dog daddy, advocate for social justice, and DEI, ally for all LGBTQ+, a career and life coach, and millennial born in 1983. I have spent my time since the age of 14 working my way around the world of work. I know my God-given talents are to help those around me to gain clarity in their lives while finding their passion and purpose. For the last decade, I've spent my time coaching college students and alums from all three generations, X, Y, and Z, and designing their career stories and mapping what they want to do in their lives. Whether it's gaining clarity in who you are and what you're meant to do, learning to build a resume or write a cover letter, holding you accountable and building your career journey, or designing your life, the podcast Coaching for Millennials is a how-to guide for all things career, life, and a sprinkle of everything in between. It is an all-inclusive space for meaningful conversations on topics happening in our world right now. It is a space for people to go on a holistic journey in uncovering their passion and purpose. I'm here for all generations, no matter what you identify as. If you're seeking to transition from a career industry or job to another, or ready to transform your life completely, I got you, boo. Whatever the fantasy you're trying to create, let me make it happen. If you're ready to start the journey to explore your passion and purpose, get focused on gaining clarity to transform you to a place that will fuel you, inspire you, and sprinkle some joy and laughter in between, it's time to dive into Coaching for Millennials. Hello, friends. Welcome to an episode of Coaching for Millennials. Today, we have an amazing guest, and I'm so excited to finally have this conversation. Rita Friedman-Watts, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Introduce yourself, tell the people all the things. I am so excited to be here. This is going to be so much fun. We are having all kinds of laughs before we hit record. 
I am a mommy, a podcaster, a community builder, and the host of the Better Call Daddy Show. Yes. And I was actually on the Better Call Daddy Show about a month or so. Well, we record, we're just talking about how we record our episodes and they don't air until later, but it's, it's just an amazing journey how both of our shows have grown so much and the place we came from and where we are today. And speaking of that, we're talking about the journey that people can actually take by using a platform called dun, da, da, dun, LinkedIn. And, you know, the reason I wanted to have Rena on the show was to share, she has like 15,000. Ooh, you're being nice. It's 11. (laughs) Well, okay. Well, it's over 10K. So how about that? And um, so 10,000 connections on LinkedIn, which is amazing because LinkedIn is definitely one of those tools that you have to harness the power of connectivity and building your presence. So we're going to dive into that here a little bit, but Rena, tell people more about you and what led you to LinkedIn in the first place and how long you've been on the platform. So like you, I have been on the platform, you know, 10 plus years as well. And in the beginning, you know, everybody thought it was just a place to put your resume and um, a database full of people, but it has become so much more than that. I mean, I just love all of the new features. Now they have stories, which is fun and helps you show up in other people's feed um, it's, it's really a content creation platform. Now it's a place that you can blog. It's a place, mm-hmm. yes, to connect with people, you know, business professionally, but it's, it's another place to market yourself. It's another place to brand yourself. It's another place to build relationships and build community and building community is the new business development. For sure. And I think that If you know how to harness, and I'm going to keep saying this throughout the episode, so bear with me if I'm repeating myself, if you're able to harness that power of building a community and creating connections, think about what that can do if you're someone who's actually trying to build the business or trying to get a job or trying to just be present in a way that you know how to show up. I I ultimately think, I've seen the evolution of LinkedIn in the last decade, obviously, I think I was started LinkedIn 2009 was when I first came on. And I remember how awkward it was when you had to create a post. And remember back then when you wanted to actually have your post featured on Twitter. So it couldn't be more than 140 characters. Remember that? Those were my fondest memories of LinkedIn from back in the early, well, the late 2000s. But one of the things that always stands out to me that people, I think it's just underutilized in today's terms of LinkedIn are groups. Do you use groups? So I did at one point, but I will say that groups on Facebook get way better engagement and the groups on LinkedIn, I do feel like are starting to make like a bit of a revival. I think so. And also like the newsletters people have been now trying to utilize that feature and events, people are creating virtual events and in that's a new feature as well. Um, but yeah, the groups got spammy. It on did. Well, and I think the other part too was there was no other space on, in the social networking platforms where you could actually find a group. Like Facebook's groups is new. Like that's in the last five years. It hasn't been a thing for very long. And when you think back at what really created that type of 
platform for engagement and community building, it really was LinkedIn at its, at its core fundamentally. But I think it's coming back. I really feel like there's something in the air <laughs> that ultimately is going to really revive it, like you said, in a way that's going to be really profound. Because when you talk about how people are creating blogs, like what used to be known as an article is now like a blog post, right? What are you teaching today? What are you sharing content-wise? And when, you, when you're trying to create that level of engagement, ultimately it comes from information sharing at, the, at its core. What can you share and teach somebody else about what you have to offer? Skills related, value related, experience related, and you know everything that comes between it. What's interesting too is like, yes, people want to learn skills, but I feel like a lot of the posts lately that I've seen that have been doing well are even like today, I saw an, an administrator at a nursing home and she was talking about, you know, there was a snow day in Chicago and it was really hard to get out. I mean, a foot of snow and her team members were all calling each other to see if anybody needed a ride to work because they're a 24 seven operation. And like, she was so proud of her team, like banding together to be on the front line. And I feel like those kind of posts like resonate so much. Like you're, you're saying that there's going to be a revival of groups. Like, I feel like there's a revival of like leadership and groups and coming together and building community. And it's funny because, you know, this other client of mine posted just a fun video of like all the people in his company doing a who wore it better. And that seems like it could be a Facebook post, but it's also, again, like showing the camaraderie within an organization and the proudness of the team. And they're all wearing the, the swag of the company. Like those posts, the companies that are doing that well are shining through right now. And I think that that shows at the heart of what people want to see and feel and read and hear is authenticity um, because you can't find that value anywhere. If you think back how, LinkedIn almost used to get a bad rap because it was so formal and concise. You had to be professional. And I even think about like the presence of some people who I see on LinkedIn. I was like, that is not LinkedIn appropriate, but I'm loving it right now. Like, because you know, when you go back to the days of what LinkedIn used to be, there was a rule book that didn't really exist per se, but people were really cautious as to what they were sharing and putting out there. And today it's like, it's such a cross intersectionality of so much diversity in the conversations that are being had from the stories to the LinkedIn lives, which did you ever get your LinkedIn live approved? Because I have not heard back a thing. I didn't try again, <laughs> but I should. Well, I think that's another amazing resource that ultimately people are just jumping on the bandwagon. If you have the access to and the bandwidth within your connections and your network, to really establish a presence. I just, oh, yeah. I don't know how the reach is really doing. I've seen some people who I've seen their after lives, I guess you can call it. And I'm like, oh, there really wasn't a whole lot of an engagement on the actual live, but I'll, I'll, ha I'll hashtag the replay later, right? So just check it out. What are your thoughts on people who potentially, because we talked about this before recording, people who 
don't really know that LinkedIn exists, but have heard of LinkedIn and what could potentially, you know, persuade someone who has never used it to wanting to use it? Oh my God. The amount of success stories I have from being on that platform from getting on podcasts to booking guests for my own podcast to just reaching people that I wouldn't be able to reach otherwise. I've been a part of events. I've booked sponsors. I've gotten jobs. I've helped other people get jobs. I've, the list goes on. Um, It really right now is the only business professional social networking site yeah. You know, yeah. That you can have those kind of conversations. And I think that when you talk about networking, think about what COVID has done with all these people now who are creating these events and you've become part of a community virtually to participate in a networking event that normally you would have been in a room with a hundred, 200 plus people. And now you can do it for free you, and even if it's paid, it's a slight fee, right? But you're like immersed in the experience. And how many people are you watching in those events that are on LinkedIn who you never thought would have connected with with their network? Like I can tell you just today, I got invited to an event in Chicago. I actually have something at the same time, but I might be able to attend the tail end of it. It's free. It's a comedic event put on by Insperity, who was a sponsor of an event that I went to live in person, uh, the fund conference a couple years ago in Chicago. And yeah, just somebody that I had met in an event, like messaged me through LinkedIn, invited me, said, no pressure, just sign up. If you're able to come for a half hour, cool. So that happened today on LinkedIn. I had this guy who, you know, is a part of Entrepreneur Magazine. He invited me to his newsletter. I follow him on Instagram. So we've now cross-followed each other on different platforms. So when he invited me to like his newsletter, I then went over to Instagram and was like, hey, just signed up for your newsletter. You know what I mean? So it, it was another contact point for me to then communicate with him. Like we, we connected through Clubhouse. Now I'm following him on Instagram. Now he invited me to check out his newsletter on LinkedIn. I'm building a relationship. A relationship. And I think at the core of it, if you're someone who fundamentally are trying to put yourself out there, right? Putting yourself out there is a hard thing. And I think that for most people who struggle with how to show up for themselves in a physical presence, LinkedIn can help you show up in a virtual presence and build relationships and establish relationships with people across the globe. Because oh, yeah. it's, it's amazing how immersed you can get into the platform and get sucked in because it's that web that you know just keeps growing and growing and growing over 500 million users globally. Um, but I think that the, the ability to, to develop those relationships I know there's a few people you've connected me with on LinkedIn who I'm hoping to get on the podcast soon in the future. But I think about how those introductions, when you set up an introduction with like a 30 degree connection, because I would have never connected with those people had you not set up those introductions. Let's talk about a little bit how someone who may have never used the platform before 
and jumps on after this and says, I want to create a platform and I want to start connecting with people. The difference between a first degree connection, second degree connection, and a third degree connection. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. And I actually just spoke to someone recently who was uh, introduced to me through uh, the same way that we met through the Kathy Heller program. She introduced me to a friend and, you know, she, um, what did she work in? She worked in the banking industry and she's now doing yoga and life coaching. And she was like, ah, what do I do on LinkedIn now? So, you know, somebody, a mutual friend connected us. And I was like, Hey, what you need to do is like, I'll introduce you to three people as, you know, as a good gesture. And these three people I know are active. They're first degree connections of mine. Um, so then that would make them second degree connections to her. And so I introduced her to three people and then, you know, she's now a part of my community, their community. She can see who they're connected to. Um, so the people that they're connected to would be third degree connections until she connects with the people that I introduced her to. So we're first degree connections. When I introduce her to someone before they connect their second degree connections, and then who the, the people that I introduce her to who they know, those are third degree connections. Did that make sense? Yes. Yeah. And that explains it perfectly. I always, so I teach a LinkedIn 101, how to build a great LinkedIn profile and how to start building connections. And that's exactly what you just said. And I always kind of love to paint a web because if you start in the middle, you're the first person and the next person you find. So you can only see now before you, before you could see um, first and second degree. Now you could see third degree connections, but you have to have a first or second degree introduce you to that third degree connection. And so that's where I kind of always show the visual of a web so that people can see the interlocking, interlocking points of the web and how everyone is really connected. I always like to make the analogy, the seven degrees of separation to Kevin Bacon um, and kind of really alluded to that because it's so crazy how many people you're like, once you create one connection, you're now harnessing that power of that person's network hundred percent to build yours. And if you're really strategic about how you actually set up an introduction, then that person should return the favor potentially and maybe introduce you to someone in their network that you might want to connect with. But one of the things that I think is really, really important that people don't often do, and being from the school of hard knocks of when LinkedIn first started was essentially sending a personalized invitation. Oh, yes. I was going to give a couple tips there too. Do it. So if you meet somebody at an event and then you're like, hey, let's connect on LinkedIn. Like I always say, hey, it was so great to meet you at the fund event or the fund conference or at the Tony Robbins event or, you know, it was so great that Sean connected us. Like I always make reference of how we connected so that I can go back to that thread later or whatever we talked about in conversation. It's a great place to note take or mention those things that you guys originally talked about. So like, you know, um, you told me that you just recently got together with your brother. I might say, oh, it was so nice hearing, you know, that you were recently able to reconnect with your brother you know, thank you for sharing that with me. I might actually mention something like that in a follow-up. 
um, things that jumped out about our conversation, I would include in a LinkedIn reach out. So here's another thing. Um, if you do a post and 20 people like it and five of those people, like you're not connected with, I would add all of them. And I would say, oh, thanks for liking that post about Jose. I would love to connect with you. So yeah, I would, I always do that. Anybody that likes my post, comments on my posts, somebody tags them in my post, I'll say, oh, you know, Suzanne tagged you in my post about Jose, I would love to connect with you. So all of those details I put in the reach out. Yeah, and I think, you know, when someone first starts on LinkedIn and they're trying to figure it all out, baby steps, don't get overwhelmed by it. You know, if I, I always like to say the 20 minute rule, spend 20 minutes a day in the first month, the second yes. month do it every other day, the third month just do it every two days. And you'll start to see the, you know, the impressions of the work that you've done. I think the other thing that's super important outside of, you know, always sending a personalized invitation to connect is what does your profile say about you, right? I think there's so many people, obviously people are on LinkedIn for different reasons, whether it's to build relationships, um, develop their business, build a community, connecting with others just to connect with people, sharing content, um, job seekers, which is really the fundamental values of what LinkedIn used to be. But that profile is the first place someone sees you. It's the first impression. Do you have anything that you would say strikes you when you connect with people and you've, you know, from all the years that you've had your, your platform on LinkedIn that you would think is truly fundamental in your profile? There's a couple things. It's funny because I just connected with somebody right before this conversation. And like, there were a few things that jumped out and it's kind of like a resume, right? Like if you've helped, you know, three different businesses, uh, if you've helped three different businesses acquire X number of dollars, like this guy had helped one business raise 50K, another business raise, raise 360, another business raised 360. So he like mentioned that he's helped, you know, these three companies raise X amount of dollars. Like that's something that's going to catch your eye. Like, wow, that's a skill. Not mm. everybody can help companies raise money. Um, yeah. So you got to think about like, what do people come to you for help for? And, yeah. and I would, you know, like on mine, I say like, I can help you get on podcasts. I can help you with sponsorships. Like those are things that I have helped people do. I can help you get endorsements for a book. I can help you reach hard to reach people. Um, so ways in which you can help people and ways in which you have helped people and things that you can brag about. Or if, you know, if you're an Enneagram junkie or if you're a strengths finders junkie, you could, right, <laughs> right, like you could mention what your strengths are because people that are into that love that. So mm -hmm. I actually added that to my profile and people are like, oh, you're a woo, I'm a maximizer, you know? So that's just give people reasons to like, connect with you, things that you're passionate about. Yeah, I love that. I think that, you know, your profile should be your resume on steroids. That's what I always talk to with my students and clients when I'm doing the LinkedIn um, piece, especially about the profile, because it's your resume that never sleeps. And it, whether you're an active job seeker or non-job seeker, I always say your resume should be ready to go. And if you do a phenomenal job at creating a LinkedIn 
profile that speaks to who you are at your core, you should be going into your profile probably every three or six months and looking at what you can tweak and looking at, okay, does my headline still speak to who I am today? Can I actually possibly switch it up to connect with a different audience? What am I trying to attract? What type of skill do I offer? Who is it that I want really to connect with me? And what am I trying to say? And if you're actively recruiting and you're active, well, I shouldn't say if you're actively recruiting, if you're actively job seeking, making sure it's tailored to the industry of the job you're trying to get and be on the lookout as to what those recruiters from those specific industries have on their profiles and look for the key words that are plastered all over these people's profiles as well as the job descriptions. SEO is fundamentally critical for your LinkedIn profile, especially in your name. There's so many characters there that people don't use and in your headline, in your tagline headline piece. So many characters. I think there's at least 300 characters, if I'm not mistaken, in that space. Use it, people. It is value. It is real estate. I was going to say, too, if you're kind of in transition and not like 100% sure what you want to do, you can tell a story or you can um, you can talk about the things that you're passionate about. I think that that's okay too in, in the interim. So you can talk about who you were as a child or what lights you up or just like some people use the real estate to talk about who they are as a person. And that can start conversations that might lead you to what you want to do next. I've seen that happen before with um, people who are career changers because they struggle to understand how their skills are transferable into the field that they're currently in from the field they want to get to. And they use the idea of a story that can capture someone who may want a career changer. And what's really unique now too, I think in this world because of COVID is that so many people who are career changers are being seen more because they bring a different set of skill that it's more adaptable to the workplace that other people who may just be right out of college or not have you know, num numerous years of experience. Um, so it really is powerful when you're able to like just share a piece of yourself that you normally wouldn't share. And I'm just, a professional pivoter. I totally think that entrepreneurship is hot and I think oh my God, I have, I've changed verticals. I've changed from, you know, having one client to two clients to three clients to going full time with a client to back to having one client, two clients, three clients, you know, we're constantly evolving, constantly changing. And I think, you know, if you want to go in a different direction, start that conversation. Yeah. And I think that's a really important message there because the, the, and that's really what LinkedIn is, is just a bunch of conversations. We share the information on the platform to engage, to start a conversation and hopes that it sparks something, you know, beyond the like or beyond the thoughtfulness. There's all those emojis now that you can pick there. You just, before it was just a like button, right? Now you have a heart, you have someone that's actually thinking about it or thought that was thoughtful or that they care and they like it. Um, but I think celebrate. That, yeah. Ce yeah. Celebrate. Yes. You want to celebrate people, which I love to see those the messages of positivity. My, my newsfeed is what it's called. I don't know if they still call it the newsfeed or not, but the newsfeed is what blows up with that. When you follow these 
massive, impactful um, boards, because I guess they're probably boards from leaders and people that are creatives and just seeing all the positive messaging that blows up when you go on there. Um, there used to be this thing called LinkedIn Pulse. Do you remember that? It was an actual I app. I do remember that. Yeah, I feel like I'm going back into like a time warp zone or something. Like the nostalgia of LinkedIn, I've just opened up a, a um, what is a time capsule? It's actually still on my phone. Like, and it, I don't even know that it actually works. It just shows up. I have a LinkedIn board and I have like LinkedIn jobs, LinkedIn, LinkedIn pulse. And there's another app that's LinkedIn specific. I have no idea what it is, but that just goes to show how old I am and how much, how many years I've spent on LinkedIn. It's funny because you asked me kind of how I got started using LinkedIn and I was working as a program manager for a voice over IP company and they wanted to get people to come to their corporate lunch and learn events. And so literally I would go into the search bar and type in head of customer experience, you know, chief financial officer. And I, you know, I had certain companies that we were targeting that were Chicago based that we would like to come to our events. And I learned that you can make friends with these people and literally reach out to them and invite them to your event cold and they'll come mm -hmm. if they like you. And I was like, oh my God, this is like an endless database of fun. And so that's what really turned me on to it was booking people for events and starting conversations with, you know, the people that we wanted to get in the room. And not only did it apply in that vertical, but then I went into the financial industry and I connected with CPAs and financial advisors and estate attorneys. And I reached out to them in the same way. I would, you know, notice something on their profile, have a little small talk you know, talk to them about, do they attend events? Like, how are they getting new leads? Would they like to attend one of mine? And I'm literally connected to hundreds of financial advisors that way. Yeah. And it, it's such a, it's so funny when you said endless <laughs> database of fun, I literally put a smirk in my face that took me back to the Rolodex. <laughs> so it's like the Rolodex that never stops talking because I know like you message one person, they will get back to you. People yeah. respond on LinkedIn. People, Quicker than email. Yes, 100%. We live on our phones. It's a, it's, and, and that, oh, it's the LinkedIn mail app is what the other one is. Like yeah. there's an app just to check your LinkedIn mail. Um, but people, And it sends an email notification. So like if you message someone via LinkedIn, yes. they are then emailed. And a lot of times if you've emailed them and then LinkedIn message them, then they're going to get back to you quicker. I literally like hit people with both of those in order if I need to reach somebody quickly. It's a communication tool, really. It is. And it's so transformative. I think that in this space today, who would have thought that 2020, 2021 would literally blow LinkedIn up in the way that we network today? I mean, I used to do events that were networking events, whether it was an alumni mixer or an etiquette event or an event with a small business bureau or an event with different companies. And I think about how do we harness that today? And we use LinkedIn to do these live events in groups and totally. where do you show up? And the reason I feel like groups is gonna come back is because you can show up in the groups in video. You can show up in the groups and I, I've seen it a couple of times. I don't know how tested it is. Like, I feel like 
they're gonna, so now that Microsoft owns LinkedIn, it's like a missed thing. Like get on the bandwagon, quick, 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 do it because you're missing such a huge market right now with those groups. I have probably about 200 groups that I'm part of. And I just look every so often to see what's happening, but it was such an active space. Like it is a law space, I will agree, but it's so active in so many ways. I'm just like, oh, that's an interesting comment. And oh, like, and where are the people you can connect with? Like, I still feel like if you're trying to establish yourself in a weird way, start with a group. You don't have anything to lose and everything to gain. That's really interesting. And now I actually want to go like play with them a little bit because I haven't in a while. I'll tell you why I joined them initially, because if you were connected to somebody through a group, then it would change your ability to connect with them. Like they wouldn't be a third degree connection anymore. Like if you were in the same group, then I think you could reach out to them easier and they would see that you all were in a shared group. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it was a good connection tactic. Yes. It enhanced your ability to connect with people in that group because now they showed up where you can visibly see them, but you still, I don't know if they've changed this, but you still had to have someone who was either a first or second degree connection introduce you. You could see more about their profile. So before it was limited because you could only see a person's picture and it was their profile, just their heading or their tagline. Now you can see all of their profile, but you can't connect with them. Um, And I don't know if they've changed it to where it's not just the second or third third degree connection. Like I think they've become more lenient to that in that space. I feel like it's been eased up a little bit. I also wanted to ask you your thoughts on, so I did just speak to someone who's like career transitioning and, you know, pretty new to LinkedIn. And one thing I told her I thought would be a good idea is to search hashtags. So just Mm -hmm. like you can search people, you can search hashtags. So she's a life coach. I was like, why don't you search life coach, see who's talking about what, comment on those posts and befriend those people. A hundred percent. And get up in the groups. There's a lot of groups. I I keep using the groups as an example, but there's a lot of groups for life coaches out there. Where Mm -hmm. I got my life coaching certification was transformation lifestyles or transformative lifestyles or something like that. And they have a huge LinkedIn presence. And I've had a lot of people who went through this either the same coaching program that I did or have taken it after. And because I've been active in that group have connected with me. So again, like, yeah, totally. And have, if you want to introduce me to that person, I was just thinking I'm totally going to, yes, I Um, will. But yeah. So hashtags, what's really fun. Well, it's interesting, but also fun. There's people that have different perspectives on the hashtags. Amazing for searching. I would say that between Twitter and LinkedIn, they created the hashtag. Mostly Twitter, but definitely between the both, the two. Like I would say Twitter wins the award for who created the hashtag. But when back in the day, the hashtag was a thing, people were hashtagging all over LinkedIn. Now, do you people, remember that? Yes, yes. I, I do. do too. And they were tagging and now there's tagging rules. Like yes. we could so talk like, about that. <laughs> And it irks the hell out of me, like to the point I'm like, what the fuck? This is so ridiculous. So you have people that come (laughs) to the mindset of like, you should not post a link on your post. What the fuck? It's my post. Like what, what? There's so many silly rules. Who is the 
the God to speak to or the person that's responsible for like, you can't do that. Like, you know, snap me on the wrist for doing it. Fine, I'll follow your damn etiquette rules of like not putting a link below in the comments. Please follow the link for this post. Like, really, people, isn't the rule of thumb that if you have more than three clicks to get to something, no one's going to go to it? That's a marketing carnal rule. You just broke it on LinkedIn. Like, you it just reminds me of like below the fold, above the fold. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and there's people that say no more than three tags. You shouldn't use no more than three tags. No more than three hashtags. Oh, and then they say, they and because I, I don't know who these people are, they say that if you use more than three tags or more than three hashtags, it's not really reaching the audience that you're looking for. How so? Hashtags are searchable everywhere and tags are fundamental to what you're trying to, that's the whole purpose of a tag is so that it gets exposed to the audience you want to see the information. Why are we limiting the content? Yeah. It's, I will say that there are like LinkedIn divas that like you should know whether they want to be tagged or not. Like some people don't appreciate being tagged. I ask. Mm-hmm. Or some people say like, I have a friend of mine who she was just, well, she, I had her on the show in December. I just published the episode um, last Friday. And so I was like, we're doing promo Monday through Wednesday you know, here's the information. She goes, well, just post it and I'll, and tag me and then I'll share it. I'm like, great. You don't want to, you don't want to do the publishing or the sharing. I will do it for you. And she said that. And I always ask people like, do you mind if I tag you? And I don't mind. Yeah. And I thank people. <laughs> and 95% of the time people appreciate it because they want to be seen and they want to know that they're out there being recognized. Do you, do you use the, the feature, the featured feature? That sounds so funny to say that. Do you use the featured feature on your profile? Oh, like feature a post to your profile? You've been featured. So like if someone features you, like if I feature, so you're featuring, I'm featuring you on the podcast episode and you can go back and add that particular post or podcast episode of where you've been featured. So almost like not- That's a new feature. Yeah, well, in the last year, yes. Yes. And it's not necessarily replacing, and I always forget the damn word for what it's called, when people endorse, oh, endorsements. And I hate those damn things. But it's not replacing endorsements, but it's almost like showing accolades of the things you've done just to enhance your profile to another level. Do you I add them them? all on there. Do you have, so I haven't used it, but I'm like, oh shit, I've been on like six different podcasts. I probably should like find those links and get on it. Oh yeah. You should, any podcast that you've been on that you're happy with, I, I add them all to my profile and it also helps co-promote other people. So I think it's good. Yeah. I just haven't done the actual featured piece of it. Like I always tag it and I reshare the information, um, but I haven't used that one feature in the profile. Yeah, I think it's good. And two, like when people are, you know, wanting to connect with you and wanting to learn more about you, then it's just there for them. It's easier for them to find. Mm-hmm. I'm just writing down, like <laughs> we talked about so many things in the last 10 minutes. What else do you think is 
And I want to go back to your story about how you started on LinkedIn, because I know there's so many of us, I hate to even use the word veteran, but have been using it for such a long time. And I know from my, from years of experience, like I spent five years recruiting and the way my LinkedIn usage was not the way I'm using it. Like I almost had to retrain myself because I completely like lost all of like, not my manners, but so to speak, how much it's changed. When I was a recruiter, I had my own platform and the recruitment tool was very different. And the way I looked for people, like I had more information than what people actually saw because yeah. people chose to make their profile um, visible to recruiters. And I guess this is a good question. Like, what are your thoughts on a paid versus free? So I actually have had, you know, the LinkedIn navigator and mm -hmm. I'm currently not using it. <laughs> Sorry, LinkedIn, but no, not taking my money. Honestly, if you're not in a business development role, I don't think that you're going to be reaching out to enough people where it's worth paying for. Like, totally agree with you. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not going to reach out to more than 50 people a day. I'm just not. And I think it's around that number that you're allowed on the free version. So, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make sense for me to pay for it because with 11,000 connections, I can literally at this point just nurture. And if I put content out, I'm going to get more leads just from. Yeah, I mean, just the, the, the exposure, I think in general, though, like, you know, there, there's there's no I don't unless you're like really wanting to be seen in a way that you want to enhance yourself and you want to get it free for 30 days and maybe pay for a couple of months after that. And just because you're desperate looking for a job, maybe it would be the only thing I would say it'd be worth it. But I don't like, other than the contract that I had that was paid for because I was a recruiter and I had a year where it was actually paid for through my employer has been the only time yeah, I've actually had a paid LinkedIn account. Yeah, the only like, time I've had a paid account is when my employer is paying for yeah. it. And here's the thing, like you can post for free, you can connect with at least 50 people a day for free. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. you can apply to jobs for free. So I just don't, I didn't, I didn't really see the value, like other than if I'm reaching out to more people than they allow me to. And I have yeah. been in positions like that. I also wonder, does LinkedIn limit your exposure? Based on whether you're free or paid? Yeah, because, I do think so. Yeah, I think they figured that out. Like the algorithm is too. definitely unique enough because I remember <laughs> how many more connections I would have a day when my account was yes. paid yes. versus unpaid. Yes. I mean, my account's blown up. I mean, the minute I rebranded and, you know, created like business profile and everything else, I don't have a problem with connections for sure. But I'm very intentional because there are people out there that think more about the quality, the quantity versus the quality. And I've never made my LinkedIn presence or profile about quantity. I remember when I worked at Stony Brook University, I had a student who like wanted to apologize to me and I have no idea why, but then I found out that he had purchased like 10,000 connections. And I don't know how much it cost him, 
but he wanted to apologize because he attended my workshop and he had no idea that he should have never done that. And my workshop was talking about harnessing the value between the, the quality versus the quantity. And it's not a game or a race of how many connections can you get. It's about building the relationships and establishing a connection with those connections to grow them and nurture them. And he like literally like lost his shit. I'm just like, I don't like, dude, if you want to do that to your profile, knock your socks off, but how are you going to create value with those people? Like you yeah. don't even know them. Like where did they come from? And is it, are they real? Are they bots? I don't know if people can still do that today. I'm sure you could because you can buy followers on Twitter you can, and Instagram. You can buy followers anywhere. But what the two most valuable things that I will say is, you know, the magic is in your inbox. If you go back through like your last 50 to 100 conversations and you check in with people, like there is so much probably untapped potential there. You know, you connect with people all day, but do you follow up with them? Follow up is everything. Mm -hmm. So that's really big. And then just like on any other social media platform, you it's like the 80-20 rule, right? Like 20% for yourself and promoting you and your posts and 80% going and liking and commenting on other people's stuff. And I say sharing information, like if you read an article that's super interesting, regardless of whether it's within your brand or what it is that you're trying to share with people about yourself, share it on LinkedIn. Like if you're talking about trying to create a presence, sharing like 20 minutes, like that 20 minutes, 10 of it should be building connections, sending those in, you know, those formalized invitations that are customized and tailored. And the other 10 minutes should be spent on finding and commenting on people's stuff on the page, commenting on other people's comments, and then sharing information. Yep. Read an article that ultimately inspires you and lifts you up that's positive and go and share it and just write a nice, clean, simple post create one effective hashtag and maybe tag one person you think needs to hear what's in that information or that you know what else them. I have literally seen somebody grow like in a couple months time like if you're after numbers and you want like you know the vanity numbers you could literally post a motivational quote every couple of days and you will grow by the thousands mm -hmm. yeah. it's crazy but yeah. people are, and, and all you got to do is put a motivational quote, you know, make a pretty graphic, put a couple like Cans three hashtags on there. It still works. It mm -hmm. works on Twitter. It works on Instagram and it works on LinkedIn too. So if that's what you're after. Yeah. I don't, don't know what that, what kind of joy that brings people, but I, I guess it works. I mean, for what it's for. Any, any last words of wisdom that we can leave people with from from this conversation because this has been so much fun digging into like not just the time capsule but really uncovering fundamentals that I hope people have so many takeaways with because I think there's tons of juicy takeaways here that are fire but also the, the lit how our Gen Z's call them but anything else you can say that you think we left out or we should probably add so, you know, you, you all know who your cheerleaders are. You know who the people are that support you on other platforms. 
like you definitely want to find those people on LinkedIn and continue to build those relationships there as well. Because not only will they support you on Facebook and Instagram, but they'll support you on LinkedIn and then you'll see who their people are. And that's how you really build a community is like, oh, you're friends with her. I see you liking her stuff. I love her too. Yeah, that's That's a really good tip. Yeah, and I think about like our relationship, a perfect example is like we took it from Facebook and a Facebook group to Instagram to podcasting because think about the podcast platforms and what the power of those are to like LinkedIn and how much we've both grown our networks just by connecting with each other on LinkedIn. And you live in, you live in that inbox. I know you do way more than I do, but totally, I think it's so important to look at who your cheerleaders are and who those people are for sure. So yeah, the more you support them, they, they will find you and they will surprise you and, and you will grow together. I literally like not every day, but close to it am being introduced to people by my cheerleaders now. They're sending me people for my podcast. They're sending me people that are job transitioning. They're sending, you know, so many people like are messaging every day. I am being messaged on every platform. So follow up with your cheerleaders, know who their people are and, and community build because that, you know, that's where the future is headed. That's so amazing. Well, this was so much fun. Rena, thank you so much for spending time with me and sharing all of the amazing fun tidbits and um, golden nuggets about LinkedIn. Do you want to tell people where they can find you and where they can find the Better Call Daddy show and all the things? Oh, yeah. Well, Rena Friedman Watts on LinkedIn, Rena Friedman Watts on Instagram, Uh, Twitter, I have not changed. So it's Rena Rena, which matches my Gmail. I love it. Rena Rena. And uh, yeah, bettercalldaddy.com. Go listen to it. So many great juicy episodes. I love listening to her podcast whenever I get a chance. And this has been this has been great. One of the most fun episodes for sure for me, I have to say. Not Aww. that my episodes, not that, that they all aren't fun. And just like we have such a great banter that it really goes well. So thank you so much for spending your time with us. Yeah, thank you. Well, we both love LinkedIn. We do. We do. Until next time. Hey, Chit Chatter. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. If you found value in today's episode, be sure to share it with the world. We welcome everyone for listening. And if you'd like, please go on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Those reviews mean everything to me and they help the show grow, as well as for me to know what topics you want to hear from next. Be sure to go visit to coachingwithjoseandmiguel.com or Coaching for Millennials for more up-to-date content, newsletters, blogs, information about coaching for life and career. Thank you so much for being a part of our magical world and for being part of this program. I can't wait to the next episode.